Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Good morning, everyone. You're also welcome. And to all our online viewers, also very welcome. I just want to welcome some special people here this morning. First, Pastor Yaku and Pastor Renata. Yay! <laughs> they're sitting there in the back for the online viewers that can't see them because they're looking after their other child a little bit this morning, but they are here. And um, then I want to welcome our top fan, Patricia. <laughs> Yay! Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> welcome so much. Um, and then I just want to thank Pastor Yaku and Pastor Renato for this opportunity to preach here this morning. Um, when they said we're going to preach about honor this month, I was so excited. Oh, because this is a topic that's very near to my heart. I love it. And before I start, I just want to give you a perfect example of what happened this morning. So the people online, unfortunately, could not join us for worship. But the first few moments of worship, we were all like, still waking up. But then the prophet came in. And what did she do? She brought heaven down. Uh, she opened it up. And that's the gift of the prophets that we need to honor. And that's what I'm going to speak about a little bit this morning, about honoring our leaders. So before church, I was telling the other pastors, Yo, this sermon this morning feels a little bit harsh <laughs> because it feels like I'm just going to fight with everyone. But I think it's just something I need to share and I want to share. So it's done in love, believe me, because... I also speak to myself in some instances, so please um, just listen at what the word says, how we need to honor our spiritual leaders. So as you know, we are talking about honor this month. So the first week, Pastor Yaku speak about honoring God, and that's the most important. That is the foundation of everything, because if we don't honor God, nothing else matters. And the week thereafter, Pastor Piet spoke about honoring our family, and it touched a little bit on leaders and um, some other things, but so we are building on different aspects of honor. So this morning, I want to teach you about honoring our spiritual leaders. We have all types of different leaders, like social leaders, political leaders, but for me, the basis is in our spiritual leaders, because if we can't even honor people in church, how will we go out and other, honor other people? Because I know, oh, just tell me, I'm not sure. <laughs> but so, um, let me share a thing, few things for, with you. So for me, the most important thing I say, honor is a forgotten virtue. And it's so true. Many people these days teach their children of they have this attitude, no, no, you must first show me that I can respect you, then I will respect you. Is it true? Is there some of you that felt that way? Yeah, I felt that way. Sometimes I'm not going to respect you. You must first show me that I can respect you then. But that's not how it works. So I had to repent and say, sorry, Lord. That's not what you want from us. So I want to share with you first what is the definition of honor. But before I share that, I just want to remind you quickly of something. When I'm done with the sermon, don't switch off your TVs or your cell phones, or don't rush out. We have a little surprise in the end. I'm so excited. <laughs> so please make sure you stay for everything. 
and everything is going to be live, so please, you must look very nice <laughs> and smile for the camera. Okay, so according to the Merriam-Webster online dictionary, honor is a good name or a reputation. Is it true? Yeah, I mean, that's, you want a good name. It's a, like you had a privilege if you go on a boat, you have the honor of joining the captain at the table, because that's an honor to be invited. And then you get honors evening at schools. That is when you've done very well in the academics or sports, then you have honors evening. But the most important, the one that I like the most, it says, to regard or treat someone with admiration and respect, to regard or treat with honor, to give special recognition to, to confer honor, or to live up or to fulfill the terms of honor and a commitment. So this is so powerful because sometimes we say, no, I will be there or I will do that, and then we do not honor our commitment. It's so easy to say, ah, oh, no, I don't want to come. It's not, it's not for me. I don't want to be there. So the first scripture I want to share with you this morning is about Hebrews 13, verse 17 from the New King James Version. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. That's so powerful. And I, I just, I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit just showed me this example. So please forgive me. <laughs> And many times people in church feel, oh, I don't want to be in this church anymore. I don't get what I want here. Then they go to other churches because they feel they're going to get a stronger word or a stronger anointing, and it's not for them. But it's so funny for me, when those people get into trouble or need help, who is the first person they call? Their old pastor. Oh, Pastor Renato, Pastor Yoko, please pray for me. Please help me. Um, do you think we give our pastors joy when we do things like that? No, I don't think so. But, and I know, I mean, Pastor Renata always speak about love, love people unconditionally. So she will never tell you, no, but you're wrong and you did that, I'm not going to pray for you. That's not how she is. But do you think she have joy in her heart? No, I don't think so. And what's so important for me is, it would be unprofitable for you. So what's the effect on you? Never mind the sorrow you cause as the pastors, but is it profitable for you? Because one day you're here, one day you're there, so who are you listening to now actually? Who's bringing you, who is the leaders that you are submitting to? So yeah, and then many times we would say the following words, and I've seen it again this past week. Oh, but the devil is attacking me and I have all these things happening in my life. But I just thought, it's not the devil attacking us. It's our own doing. Because what did I do? I said, no, ugh, that prophetic word Pastor Renata gave me last week, ah, whatever, it's not true, I'm not taking it. Oh no, I did not like what Pastor Yaku said last week. I'm not taking it. And then you speak it over your own life and when something happens, you say, oh, but the devil is attacking me. Now, we don't even need the devil to attack us. We are powerful enough to attack ourselves. So, yeah. So, um, giving honor actually releases the life of God into a situation. 
Because look what happened this morning. Immediately when Pastor Renata said, no, no, come on. We must praise God. We're not praising him. She gave life to the situation. Because what happened? It felt like the atmosphere lifted from there to there. It was so powerful. And I actually said to her, yeah, here's the mic. I don't want to preach anymore. <laughs> because I know she's on fire. And, but do you see? Can you see the effect, what happened? If we, because we, we could have cho- chosen to ignore and say, oh, whatever. But we gave her honor and the whole atmosphere changes. So the culture of honor is not built around what I need, but what can I give? So many times we come to church and you say, no, but I didn't get anything from you. I'm not coming back. This is not for me. So the culture of honor, what can I give? We, do we just come here to receive every week? Oh, no, <laughs> that word on the pulpit was horrible today. Do they actually know what they're speaking about? They were all over the place. Oh, oh no, she said it a thousand times already. I don't want to hear it anymore. So, but that's, that's not how it works. It's not about what I need. And that's what happens when we leave church and go to another church. Because what did we think about? No, but I'm not fulfilled here anymore. I'm going to go to another place. So it's about my need. But did you ever think, what did you give? What did you give in this church? How did you support the pastors? Um, so yeah, that is for me, oh, that was just so powerful for me when I realized we must be again so careful of what we say. Because the moment, because many of these things, and I'm going to repeat myself, so sorry. <laughs> we want honor, but we don't want to give honor. We want to stand on the pulpit and preach, but we don't want to come and listen when somebody else preaches. So who's then, come, then coming to listen to you if you don't want to honor anybody? And then the next thing that's a very sensitive topic about honor is titles. Oh my word, please do not dare call the pastor on the title. Please do not, you're gonna die on the spot. (laughs) I'm just joking, that's sarcastic. (laughs) I'm trying not to be funny this morning. (laughs) but Um, I don't know if you remember when Apostle David was here. I mean, he's our apostolic oversight and he's a powerful man of God. And he said something so important, and that stuck by me forever. It does not matter what you call me. I'm going to use his example now. You can call him David, you can call him Sir, you can call him Apostle. But what's it what you want out of him? So if you call him David, he's just your friend. I'm just going to be your friend, because that's my name. If you call him Apostle, you honor him and the position you have. And that's the anointing you want on your life. So um, the principle of honest states, and I've done a, a lot of research, I'm sharing with a lot of things of, with you this morning that I've read. It says, accurately acknowledge who people are, will position us to give them what they deserve and to receive the gift of what they are in our lives. Uh, that's so powerful. Because if I acknowledge your gift, I can receive it and it can have an impact on my life. Because if I don't acknowledge you, I'm not gonna have your gift. I mean, um, like me, I come to School of the Supernatural every Wednesday, and I know certain scriptures and things Pastor Nota teach us. So on Thursday nights when I sometimes pray, I will say it before she say it. 
And I mean, my husband would laugh at me and say, okay, <laughs> are you writing this sermon? I said, no, but it's principles because I receive it. I receive that gift. I want the gift. And I always tell her, I want double. I want double on her. And I know she's going to preach about it next week. So because some, we have gifts. God has given us all a gift. And don't you want your gift to be acknowledged? But we must then acknowledge other people's gifts. Sometimes I say, it's just about me. I want to bring a word. I want to share. But who are you receiving from? So um, if we are standing here on the pulpit and I'm talking about, oh, now you know what Yaku said last week, or oh, Renata did this, am I honoring them? No, because then I'm talking about of a point of friendship, yeah. Oh, yeah, last weekend we did that, and when we were having a bra, Yaku said this. Now, when we're standing here, at least honor your pastors. Tell them, thank you, Pastor Yaku, thank you, Pastor Renata, for the gift that you are in my life. So um, let's see um, what Jesus said about this. In Matthew 10, verse 31, from the New King James Version. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. What does it say? In the name of a prophet. Shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous. So receive a righteous man's reward. So what does it say? Is it, does it say, when you receive Yaku in Yaku's name, will you receive a reward? No. Sorry, I, must, I saw myself the other day. It looks like I'm directing air traffic or something. But, uh, so we must receive them on the title. A prophet, a righteous man, a pastor, because then we will receive their reward. Do you want their reward? Yes, I do. So let's look, make sure we understand that. Because um, just this past weekend, previous one, we had a few situations that people are questioning. Why are people calling you pastor or whatever? Why? Why do I call you that? And then sometimes people do not understand it. Going back to the honor, that's the thing that we say, no, no, no. You do not give honor. People must first show you they deserve it. Then you're going to give honor. But when God has placed it on your life, so what are you saying to God now? No, but you, you have no idea what you're doing because I'm not going to acknowledge this. So it's so important. And then names and titles are important, like the following ones. Um, mother, father, son, daughter, apostle, prophet. These names define a person's role and identity and when used correctly, establish God-designed relationships. Hmm? That's so powerful. Because I want a God-designed relationship. So if God put Pastor Yaakov Pastor not in my life, I want a godly relationship with them and receive the anointing on their life. Um, I've read this awesome quote that says, it's not titles that honor men, but men that honor titles. And it's so true. We think, oh no, if I get a title, I'm not saying, no, no. You, when you step into that title and that calling, you honor it. You are the example. This is what a past is. This is what a prophet is. So, and I mean, I know when I was ordained as a pastor, many people said, oh, but who ordained you and why were you ordained? And some of my fellow people in church said to me, must I call you pastor? 
So I say to the person, you know what, you can call me what you want, but the day when you are ordained, what do you want me to call you? That must be your answer. So do you want to, everybody to know that you have a call in your life, that you're a pastor? Or is it fine? And then he said, oh, okay. Then he looked at it totally different. So, um, and for me, one of the most beautiful titles that I ever got in my life was that of mother. Because God blessed us with children. It was so awesome for me. So then I also read a little bit in, about Danny Silk. You write awesomely about um, culture of honor. He says, a culture of honor is created as a community of people learns to discern and receive people in their God-given identities. Huh? Isn't it beautiful? I was just thinking, so if I know Pastor Gerardo, I have the anointing of a teacher on her. So we can let her use that anointing here. And she steps into a calling to teach. Some of us are better preachers. And, but then, you know, we create a culture of honor here because we honor each other in our gifts. But if we come here and say, oh, what word is she giving me again today? I don't want to listen. And oh, please, you know, that Afrikaans accent, please don't speak to me. Sorry, guys, <laughs> for my accent. <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> okay, and then they say life flows through honor. And just see what life did this morning. It flows through honor. The resurrection life of God begins to flow into people's lives, homes, and communities, bringing healing, restoration, blessing, joy, hope, and wholeness. Just as Pastor Renato said this morning, this country of us, we need praise. We need everything. But what's the first thing when you hear the president is going to speak, say, for tonight? Oh, what is, what is he going to say again now? I don't want to hear it. It's so true because we can't honor them because we, we can't even honor our pastors. So how are we going to honor our president? So, yeah, it's very important that we must know life flows through honor. When we start to live the life of honor, we can see the change in the effect it can have in people's life. So what does God say about us? In 1 Samuel 2 verse 30, Therefore, the Lord of God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. That was powerful. Okay. We do not have exactly the same version, but you, you get it now. God says, if you dishonor me, you are dishonoring the people I've sent, or if you dishonor your pastors or people in leadership, who put them there? God put them there. So what are you saying to God now? You did not do a good job because this person can't teach or can't preach, but who put them there? Did I step up here myself and say, no, no, sit down, I'm gonna preach today. No, God said it to my pastors and I trust my pastors and he put them there. So do we give everybody the honor that they need? So for, and in Romans 14, verse 7 to 8 says, For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Huh? And that's how I want to live. 
to honor God and everything. And if I die, it must be in honor him. I don't want to die and have a curse on my lips and say, oh no, the pastor talked nonsense again today. I'm not coming back to church. No. Is that honor? No, because remember, and then, okay, I will come to that now. Oh, I must speed up. <laughs> so um, John Bevere had this awesome example, and that was a little bit of an ouch example for me, so I'm going to share it with you. <laughs> so please be honest this morning. So, Pastor Renata and Pastor Yaku said, for the next four weeks on Monday evenings, we're going to have a prayer session from 6 to 10 every week. Who of you is going to be here? Oh, some is just like this. Okay. okay. I can tell you exactly who's going to be here, so don't lie to me. <laughs> oh, to God. <laughs> okay, but then now there's a little bit of a different, uh, something else in this question. So after the four weeks, they're going to give you five million rand. Who's going to come for the four weeks? <laughs> Everybody. Huh? And so what does John Bevere say here? He says, that just shows you how much you honor your pastor's word. Because would you come here without the incentive? Or would you only come here with the incentive? You can do that little test for yourself to determine, I'm going to be here because my pastor wants me to be here. Nah. That was the ouch one. I thought, oh my word. Okay. So, in Matthew 10, verse 40, it says, He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. So, what does God say here? So, yeah, he actually says, they say, we can change the scripture. He who honors you honors me, and he honors me honors him who sent me. Hmm? So that's how powerful it is to honor somebody. So we must make sure that we honor our pastors and because God put them over us. And then the next scripture in Psalm 92 verse 13, it says, Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. So how are we planted and how do we flourish here? Um, when we lay down our life here, it's like a tree when it's planted. Where does it get its minerals and its water from? That's why it flourishes. That's how we flourish when we are planted in a church. Because we get nourished by the word and by relationships. So when, when do we know that we are planted? It's when we lay down our life here to serve God. Is it true? Do we serve God here? And no matter what, so if pastor says, tonight, no. This afternoon at two o'clock, you all are going to be here. We're going to have a prayer session. And then I would think, oh, what excuse am I going to have? It's actually my afternoon sleep, you know, on Sundays. It's going to be very tough. <laughs> and they say it's where you give, serve, and obey the leadership. So do we obey the leadership? What they expect of us? And yeah, it's tough. And the Bible says... We need to think highly of them. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 to 13 says, 
Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to appreciate those who diligently work among you. Recognize, acknowledge, and respect your leaders who are in charge over you in the law to give you instruction. And we ask that you appreciate them and hold them in the highest esteem, in love, because of their work on your behalf. Live in peace with one another. Oh my word. Do we think highly of our pastors? And the next thing they're talking about here is um, when we hear gossip about our pastors, do we partake in the gossip? Oh my word. No. Uh, did you see Pastor Yaku's shoes today? It's most horrible. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I also don't like it. <laughs> you know? Then what are we doing? We are now tearing them down. We're not highly thinking of them. Now we're going to say, no, I love his shoes. It's the best shoes I've ever seen in my life. And I love that color. <laughs> you know, because the Bible says, um, let me just get it. In 1 First Timothy 5, verse 19, do not accept an accusation against an elder unless it's based on the testimony of at least two or three witnesses. They actually feel so strongly about it, they say, if you want to partake in that, it must be able to uphold in the court of law. So if you want to say something horrible about your pastor, be sure you need to go and defend that statement in the court of law. So, no, that's not how we work, because we think highly of our pastors, and we love our pastors. They are the best pastors ever. Amen. <laughs> and then just one thing, I just want to share a few principles with you, then I'm going to be over, and then we're going to have the surprise. Matthew 7, verse 12 says, So then, in everything, treat others the same way you want to treat them to treat you. For this is the essence of the law and the writings of the prophets. And I love that so much. Because the way you treat me, I'm going to treat you. Or the way I want to be treated, I must treat you. So if I want honor and respect, I need to treat you in that way. So please remember, if you feel you have a calling on your life, and you want to stand on the pulpit either to teach or preach or be a prophet. Just look at how do you honor your leaders? Are you giving them that respect so that they can say, I can go away and I know I can trust whatever is coming from this pulpit that the Lord gives, lays on your heart would be awesome and that is from our heart. So let's just think it. So I want to learn you or give you a few um, examples this morning about honor. How do we receive honor? Sorry guys, let me just, I've done something very good with this thing. So I made, made you a little PowerPoint. Talent said I'm putting them under a lot of stress this morning because I want PowerPoints and video clips and everything. <laughs> so, so I took the word honor and you can go and do it for yourself to make this part of you. And I've spelled it with the U, because you know there's two spellings, the British one and the American one, but we're doing the one with the U. So the first word I have for honor is humble. And the scripture is Matthew 23 verse 12. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be raised to honor. So we need to stay humble in everything that we do. Do not think you are better than anyone or you can do a better thing because what happens? They say pride comes to a fall and that's not what we want. We don't want a fall. 
So I want you to declare with me this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you keep me humble. Yes, we are humble and we're going to receive and give honor where honor is due. The next one is the O, it's obedient. So, so Romans 1.5, it is through him that we have received grace and our apostleship to promote obedience to the faith and make disciples for his namesake among all the Gentiles. So what's that? We need to be obedient to God's word and everything we've heard. Are we obedient to that? Is that what we're doing? And we need to be obedient for His plans for our life. Sometimes we want to do our own thing, but it's not His plan for now. Otherwise, we cannot reach our destiny if we're not obedient. So let's declare, I am obedient to God's word. Yes. The next one is the end. It's noble. So I just want to share with you quickly what the dictionary says about noble. I loved it. It says, um, having or showing fine personal qualities or high moral principles. I know there's a lot of others, but this was so beautiful. You are noble because you have fine qualities and high moral principles. Yes, and I say synonyms is righteous, virtuous, good, honorable. So what is noble? You are honorable. And Isaiah 32 verse 8 says, But a noble man conceives noble and magnificent things, and he stands by what is noble and magnificent. So do you want to receive everything that's noble and magnificent? Oh yes, I do. So the declaration is, I am noble. And honorable. Yes. Then the other O is overflowing. Psalm 23 verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. And that's what we've seen this morning when we sang that song, Your Goodness. God overflows us with His love and His goodness. He only wants what's the best for us. So the declaration is, my cup overflows with honor. So what are we going to do? We're going to honor everybody that we see today. Okay. Then the you. Can you guess what the you is? Oh, it's there. You can guess. It's unity. Because if we don't have unity in church, where are we going? We're not going to work together as one body for Christ. Because, no, no, I'm better than you. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I'm going that way. We are all part of the body. So unity in Philippians 2 verse 2. Make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love toward one another, knit together in spirit, intent on one purpose, and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel, the good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. So we are one body, and we love each other, and we're working together. You know, it's, sometimes people come and I say, oh, I have this ministry, and I have done that. And then I think, okay, does the pastors even know about that? No, then the pastors have no idea. So are we in unity with our pastors there? No, because we are doing our own thing. Is it true? So if we want to be in unity... You can still have your ministry and do your things. I know, the pastors love it and they would bless it. 
But if you just do it, um, then sometimes people think, okay, things happen, but then you were not obedient, we were not in unity, and then you think, oh, but it's the devil attacking me. No, it's not the devil attacking, it's you that opened the door yourself, it's your own doing that things happen that way. So I'm not judging you, please don't get me wrong. I just want to help you understand why things happen. And then sometimes we blame the devil, but it's not the devil at all. So the declaration, I am in unity with God, with my pastors, and with the church. And, and then the last one is respect. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all proper respect, not only to those who are good and kind, but also to those who are unreasonable. Do you see what I say? Sometimes we look at our political leaders and we think, uh-uh, they're not worthy. But if we all have such a culture of dishonor, what is going to happen? in our country, what is currently happening, because we do not honor them at all. So we need to respect each other and the calling on our lives from God. So it's so important, as I'm talking about our spiritual leaders, do you respect the calling of that God has put on people's lives? So if you look over here and you see that's on a pastor, that's a teacher, but do we respect it? Because sometimes we say, no, no, if Pastor Renato is not preaching, I'm not in church. Or if somebody else is teaching at School of the Supernatural, I'm not coming. So what are you saying then? Now, okay, I only respect Pastor Renato. Thank you for that. Let's look at the positive. <laughs> but I'm not respecting the other one who's preaching today because I do. But as I said, we want to, people to honor us. If I want to go on a stage and say something or do something and nobody shows up, then you wonder, but why? Oh no, it's the devil attacking my call. It's not the devil attacking your call. So let's look at the declaration. I am respecting the call on my life as well as the call on other people's lives. The calling and the gifts God gave us all. Amen. So I'm nearly done. I just want to share a few points. Um, why do we honor our pastors? So I just have a few points I want to share to you. Our pastors are on call 24-7. Because just look at tonight, if you have a problem, you can call the pastor and say, please pray for me, help me, come to hospital. And they need to be available for us and our problems all the time. No matter how long we might have a problem. I've seen that in my years of ministry. People will have a problem for years, but today they need a pastor now, immediately. Because now it's the end of my life. Although you had, had, had this problem for two years. And if the pastor doesn't want to see you, then you're very upset. Because I need a pastor now. So that's why we honor them, because they're on call 24-7. Pastors are selfless and make daily sacrifices for us. Their family time, their personal time. If they feel sick, they don't have a choice like us. Oh, I'm not coming to church today. I'm just going to let a pastor know. Sorry, I'm staying in bed. It's your problem. They don't have that choice. They must be here. 
Like I forced them to come to church this morning, even if they have a baby. <laughs> Thank you, pastors. <laughs> they take God's word and his truth and make it plain and understandable for us. They spend time learning and teaching the word. They study the word they give to us. Pastors are people too. They also have challenges in life. They have joys and they have sorrows. Things also happen to them. It's not because they're pastors that they're now protected and nothing happens to them. That's why we honor them. And they have followed God's call on their life. That is why they are here. It would be easy for them to say, no, but we both have a business. We don't need this. We don't need, need to do that. We don't have to be here. I don't have to make a sacrifice. But they answer to God's call, and that's why they're here. So how do we honor them? We honor them. Okay, how do we do? We honor them by the call on their life. They are our pastors, and we honor them for that. Serve in your local church. If they need people, help them. Because remember, we are Aaron and her. We lift their arms. They cannot do everything. I mean, it's difficult to come in to sweep the floor, to pack out the chairs, to put the water on the pulpit. They need us. Recognize your pastor publicly. Don't just say, okay, it's my pastor when I'm in church. Tell people, this is my pastor. I love them. I know them. And, yeah, acknowledge them. And when you hear something about them, like if people say they don't like Pastor Yaku's shoes, defend them. Always defend your pastor. No matter what people say. Do not go in agreement with what people say. Bless them. It can be spiritually or physically. Anyway, bless them. I know always they say, yeah, but maybe they don't need it. But just remember, it's not about them. It's about us. What is the effect on my life when I bless them? Maybe you only have five rand. I'm, just, I'm using money now as an example. And you might think, oh my word, what are they going to do with five rand? It doesn't matter. Because it's what is, the, what is the effect on your life? You've honored them. You've blessed them. And they appreciate everything no matter what. So remember, the same when we honor them. You can call them what I want. I know they're not bothered if you call them Yaku Renata. But it's not about them. It's about me. And what is the effect on my life? How do I honor them? So don't forget that. And love them unconditionally. No matter what. No matter if they wear shoes you don't like or the dress is red or whatever. We love them unconditionally. So I just want to thank you all for listening. I hope you learned something. And it was not too harsh. <laughs> and we love you, pastors. And um, I just want to pray. And then we're going to go over to the other things. So let's just stretch our hands to our pastors and let's pray for them. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful pastors. Thank you that they answered to the call on their life and that they're showing us the way they're praying for us and they keep us safe. Thank you, Lord, that they have to be accountable for us and that we know that we are in very, very capable hands. Thank you, Lord. Bless them and give them wisdom and let them, their cups just overflow with every, every blessing that you have for them. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.